Welcome in to the second episode of the Daily News Sports Now podcast. I'm your host, Grant Covey. Last weekend, a busy week in Ball State sports, and we have the recap of everything that happened last week. It was a busy week. The athletic organization as a whole went 6-3 and three in all sports this past week. So, yeah, that was an interesting stat that I found when uh, preparing for this podcast was, let me look up and see what the Cardinals did as an overall organization. Sure enough, it was a winning record, 6-3 and three in all sports this past week. We'll talk about those successes as well. We'll get into local area high school football teams here around the Muncie area, and we'll talk about them, what they're doing, and uh, how their seasons uh, are going as well now through three weeks of the Indiana High School football season. Week one of the NFL is complete. The end of the show, we'll recap what the Colts did this past Sunday in L.A. against the Chargers. But we'll start with the Ball State football team. They bounced back after a week one loss to the Indiana Hoosiers. The Cardinals defeated the Fordham Rams 57-29 to in their first game at Schumann Stadium this year. Their second home game, though, if you recall that game at Lucas Oil to open the season against IU was counted as a home game towards the Cardinals. Uh, so their first game at Schumann Stadium was this past weekend against the Fordham Rams, again winning 57-29. to But despite winning by 28 points, Ball State did trail twice, not once, but twice in this game. The Cardinals uh, trailed at 7-0 and again at 14-7. And at the end of the first quarter, if you had just looked at the first quarter, you thought, okay, this is going to be a great game. You know, it should be back and forth. Uh, it was all knotted up at 14-all, uh, but it was kind of Drew Plitt who who took Ball State and, and said, let's get out of this hole and uh, really kind of accelerated the offense. He connected with Cody Rudy for a three-yard touchdown pass that gave the Cardinals a lead at 21-14. to That would be the start of scoring 29 unanswered points for Ball State. They scored four times in the third quarter, including a defensive safety. Drew Plitt had himself a day on the field for the Cardinals. Plitt tied the school record with six touchdown passes. That is the school record for touchdown passes in a game. On Monday, it was announced that quarterback Drew Plitt is the Mac West Division Offensive Player of the Week. So congratulations to quarterback Drew Plitt on that accomplishment. This six-touchdown game ties him fifth all-time in Mac history for touchdown passes in a single game. The Cardinals are tied for first in the MAC West Division. Ball State will continue their homestand on Saturday against Florida Atlantic at 2 p.m. That's family weekend this Saturday at 2 p.m. And uh, if, if you didn't make it out to the Fordham game, you know, I, I hope you make it out to the Florida Atlantic game. I was at the Fordham game, and it was a great game. Um, you know, the beginning was good, too. You saw the Cardinals get down, and they came back uh, and kind of put Fordham in their place, winning 57-29 to there. Now moving on to women's soccer. After a four-day break, the soccer team hit the road uh, for their first away match of the year. The Cardinals traveled to take on Omaha out in Nebraska. They remain unbeaten, a 1-0 victory on Friday over their past 16 games. The Cardinals are 14-0-2. Defense has been the main theme this year for Ball State as they've only allowed one goal in their first five games. And we'll get into why Tristan Studeville has really been a standout player for the Cardinals this season. So uh, defense being the main theme, Ball State scoring their lone goal with 42 seconds left in the first half. It was junior midfielder Nikki Potts scored her first goal of the season for the Cardinals. Ball State was able to hold on to that lead throughout the rest of the game. Omaha did outshoot Ball State 
in the second half, but it was Tristan Studeville allowing no goals for the Cardinals. Studeville also recorded her fourth shutout through five games this season. So Studeville playing at a very high level for Ball State, and uh, that's a big reason why the Cardinals are 5-0 and on the year. Uh, but again, the soccer team with Studeville recording her fourth shutout. She has now been named the MAC Defensive Player of the Week for the third time in three weeks. Yes, you heard me right. Third time in three weeks at Studeville. Uh, she leads the league in goals allowed, goals against, and uh, shutouts and wins. She has compiled 19 saves and leads the MAC with a save percentage of .958. That's almost one if you're a mathematician. That is almost one that, that she's only allowing 0.2 goals per game, the lowest in the MAC conference. The Cardinals currently tied with Ohio at the top of the MAC. Both teams are unbeaten at 5 0. Ball State and Ohio, the only unbeatens, like I just mentioned, in the MAC uh, to this point. Next up is a trip down to Florida Atlantic on Friday for a 7 p.m. start. They will be in the Sunshine State for the weekend as they will face Florida Gulf Coast on Sunday at 1 p.m. So the women's soccer team off to a uh, fast and hot start, rolling no losses on the air for that. On to women's volleyball. Since we last recorded this podcast, the volleyball team went 2-2. Two and two. The Cardinals were swept by Purdue on the road, uh, and then they traveled out west for the Gonzaga tournament in Spokane, Washington this past weekend. On Friday, they had a doubleheader. Ball State defeated Grand Canyon University 3-2 in five sets in the first game. In the second game, they swept the University of Montana 3-0. So uh, a good Friday start to the tournament. On Saturday, the Cardinals couldn't maintain their success. They were swept in three sets by the Bulldogs of Gonzaga. Ball State currently fourth in the MAC West standings. This weekend, they have a full slate of games, uh, starting with the Northern Kentucky Tournament. They face Northern Kentucky on Friday at 6 p.m. Saturday, they have a doubleheader. They will face Cincinnati at 10 a.m. and Notre Dame at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday. So a busy weekend ahead for the women's volleyball team. Looking to get back uh, back into action and get some wins. They're 3-3 three three on the season so far. Now on to women's field hockey. It was a busy weekend for the Cardinals. They played their home opener on Friday against St. Louis University at the Brinder Sports Complex. They defeated them 3-0. Ball State tied their season scoring with three goals in the game. Ten shots on goal recorded by Ball State. St. Louis only mustered four shots on goal. The Cardinals were really able to capitalize off corner shots. They scored two of their three goals from corner shots. Ball State was able to match their 2018 win total only four games into the 2019 season. Both the Cardinals' wins this season came when they've shut out their opponents. A bit of a different story came Sunday when they traveled down to take on the Indiana University Hoosiers. The Cardinals fell to the Hoosiers 1-2. to Ball State had 10 chances to score off 10 penalty corners in the final 15 minutes of action. Ball State had a season-best 15 shots on goal on the day. The Cardinals are now 2-3 on the season and tied for 5th in the MAC with Central Michigan. They continue their non-conference schedule when they play the University of Massachusetts Lowell for a neutral site game next Sunday in Evanston, Illinois. On Monday, they will face Northwestern at 7 p.m. So both games taking place at Northwestern University. Another sport joins the conversation this week as the women's golf team began their season over the weekend. Sunday and Monday, the team competed at the Redbird Invitational at Illinois State. They finished third of 17 teams. Xavier won the tournament with a score of plus 21 and an 
885 overall team score. Bradley finished second at plus 24 as a team and an 888 uh, score overall. The Cardinals were plus 27 with an 891, edging out Eastern Kentucky by one stroke. Manan Tunnelam finished at plus one for Ball State, earning her tied for third individually. Next up, Ball State will host the annual Cardinal Classic coming up next Monday and Tuesday at the Players Club in Yorktown. The women's cross-country team was in action last Friday at the Indiana Wesleyan Twilight Classic. The Cardinals had four runners post career-best 5K times. It was Van Eck with a fast time of 18 minutes, 24.7 seconds, 30 seconds faster than her 5K time at last Friday's Butler Twilight Meet. It will be a trip to East Lansing this Friday for the Spartan Invitational up in, at uh, Michigan State. The men's tennis team will join the conversation in terms of results next week as they begin their season on Friday. They will head to the Butler Invitational that runs Friday through Sunday, so stay tuned next week. We'll recap the Butler Invitational and let you know how the men's tennis team did. The softball team began its fall season last Friday. They defeated Huntington University 15-0 here at home. This Friday, they take on Taylor University here at home at 5 p.m. On Sunday, they will compete in the State of Indiana Tournament. On Sunday, they face Purdue at 11 a.m. Then at 1.15, they will take on the University of Evansville, both games being played at Grand Park in Westfield. Now we move on to our segment on local area high school football teams. Muncie Central, the Bearcats continue to struggle as they lost their third straight game at Anderson last Friday. They fell to Anderson 22-16. They return home to face Richmond this Friday night. Delta, it's a 3-0 start this season for the Eagles and head coach Chris Overhaul, putting up an impressive 85-0 victory over Shelbyville last Friday. They look to continue their success at home this Friday against Yorktown. Delta now at number 10 in the latest Class 4A AP poll. Yorktown, the Tigers suffered their first loss of the season last Friday. They fell 55-19 to New Palestine. The Tigers are 2-1, tied with Knox in the Class 3A polls at number 10. West Dell, the Warriors had their first victory of the season last Friday, defeating Park Tudor 30-3. They will face Tri this Saturday at 2 p.m. Again, a Saturday kickoff at 2 p.m. West Dell is 1-2. Monroe Central fell 21-13 to Adams Central on the road last week. They continue their road trip this week at Southern Wells. The Golden Bears are 2-1 despite the loss. They are now number 5 in Class 1A. Now it's time for a new segment. We're going to take a look at some pro sports headlines and specifically focus on the Indianapolis Colts, and we'll kind of recap their game on Sunday uh, each week as we will do here on this podcast. So Sunday, it's a uh, 0-1 start for the eighth time since 2010. They fell in a great game against the Los Angeles Chargers, and it was a great game if you watched from start to finish. The Colts trailed for the entire game. It was Jacoby Brissett leading the team down the field in the fourth quarter to tie the game up at 24. Yes, that's right, a game-tying touchdown. They had to go for two to tie the game. They got it, and then it was on to overtime. The Chargers received the overtime kickoff. Phillip Rivers came out and led the team down to score a touchdown to win the game. And uh, that was the end of overtime on the opening drive of OT. A storyline from the game, though, Adam Vinatieri missed two field goals in one extra point, leaving seven points on the field. He said after the game, the loss is 100% on him. The Colts will look to rebound in Week 2. They travel to Nashville to take on the Titans for a 1 o'clock kickoff down uh, in Tennessee. So 
That's going to do it for the second episode of the Daily News Sports Now podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, and uh, we will update you on all things Ball State Athletics. I think this podcast going really well, only two episodes in, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.